Welcome to Behavioral Health Today, a podcast brought to you by the Triad Network. This podcast is designed to share trending topics occurring within the world and our communities and bring them a behavioral and mental health perspective. Welcome to Behavioral Health Today, a Triad production. I'm your host, Dr. Graham Taylor. My guest today is Steve Campbell. Steve has more than 25 years of experience working in all levels of media, community programming, and public service. Steve served as Deputy Mayor of Indianapolis for Public and Neighborhood Affairs, where he was responsible for directing various city operations in neighborhood development and outreach, media and communications, constituent services, environmental affairs, and public access to government. Currently, Steve is the Vice President of Communications for the NFL's Indianapolis Colts and an active community volunteer. Together, Steve, the Colts, and the owners of the Colts, the Irsay family, have built a mental health awareness program called Kicking the Stigma, where they spread awareness about mental illness and encourage anyone battling with mental illness to seek the help they need. I'm happy to have Steve with us today as we discuss their awareness campaign, Kicking the Stigma. Steve, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having us. It's really nice to have you here. You know, as we talk about this campaign, Kicking the Stigma, mental health has developed such a um, prominent place, I think, more and more in our communities. And I would love to hear how kind of it's a brief history of what brought Kicking the Stigma into creation with the Colts. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll start off by saying that the Colts have a mission statement that we adopted uh, several years ago, and it's to entertain, inspire, and unite by winning the right way. And the reason I bring that up is because a lot of people will, you know, at at first glance will say, well, you're a football team and your job is football. So why do you care about this issue or other issues? And I think what that mission statement says to entertain, inspire and unite, particularly that inspire and unite piece that signifies that we find what happens off the field is just as important as what we do on the field. And so the Ursay family, led by Jim Ursay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts and his three daughters, who are also owners of the team, they they live and breathe that every day. And so they have been very, very clear to everyone that exactly what I just said. It's just as important what we do off the field as what we do on the field. And so that's why that mission statement you know, rings very powerfully around our around our building. And so the Ursays, and this was back in 2019, so going back about three years, the Ursays wanted to figure out a, an issue that that they could champion, you know, and, and they, they actually had a conversation among themselves. If there was one issue that we wanted to wanted to touch and bring attention to, what would it be? And they they landed on mental health. There's a, a personal family connection to it. You know, Mr. Ursay has been pretty open about, about some of the struggles that he's had throughout his life. His daughter, Kaylin, who leads Kicking the Stigma for the Colts, has, has talked about some issues that she's had in her life and and, and, and it really connected and, and resonated with their family. So so they decided that mental health was going to be the cause that they wanted to talk about and champion. And so we were going to start in 2020, in early 2020. But as, as we all know, the world shut down in March of 2020. And so that, that kind of put our, our plans on hold for a little bit. But what we discovered, and I think what everyone discovered during the pandemic, is that mental health became a much more prominent issue because it affected so many people across the country and across the globe. And so it became very, very important to begin talking about it and talking about it a lot more. Then you had sort of this critical mass around the same time as we launched Kicking the Stigma of other prominent athletes who stepped up and started speaking about mental health. And so we had this kind of critical mass of of prominent folks talking about it. And, and you know, it's folks like Michael Phelps, yes. Simone Biles, Naomi Osaka, 
True. Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan in the NBA. So many people, Lolo Jones, the Olympian. And they've, they've talked about not only mental health in sports, but but mental health in your greater life as well. And so, so the Ursays decided in late 2020, even with the pandemic going on, they thought this is the perfect time to yeah. launch this and get people talking about it. And so, so, so we, we started by launching PSAs that ran nationally at the end of 2020. And then we've been going full steam ahead ever since. I love the idea of the athletes having stepped up, the 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 players you talked about, including uh, Hayden Hurst, Solomon Thomas, uh, Darren Waller, like you mentioned, Darius Leonard. And what I love about these athletes is they're, you know, they're they are prominent folks and they are at the peak of what everybody sees as being kind of the the pinnacle in our society. However, what I love that they're doing is they're talking about the power of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And the encouragement and the gentle nudging of encouraging folks to reach out and to talk to someone. One of your kind of sub-slogans is, it's okay not to be okay. And I love that because what you're talking about here is we oftentimes think of mental health as kind of a dichotomy. Sure. In other words, one is either mentally healthy, simply in the absence of being mentally ill. But instead, when you talk about it this way, you're seeing mental health more on a continuum. And this allows us to understand and detect and I think intervene at various levels in one's life. So what I love about Kick the Stigma is that you're conveying that it's okay not to be okay. And when we frame it this way, we're conveying the importance of mental wellness. Someone doesn't have to have a mental health diagnosis, do they, in order to need or benefit from managing their mental well-being. And this program really kind of gently nudges people into taking a look at a larger way of seeing ourselves as mentally well. I love that piece. Yeah, that's right. It's interesting. There's another phrase that we didn't come up with, but but we use it all the time. And it's mental health is health. And so, you know, we didn't come up with that one, but, but we love it because yeah. it reminds people that if you sprain your ankle or if you have a bad cough, you never hesitate to call a doctor. Well, you know, some people do, but most people don't hesitate to call a doctor when there's something serious. But but when it comes to to how you're feeling, and how you're responding to the outside world and how you're reacting to the outside world and how it affects you emotionally, that's where we all tend to clam up. And so the fact that all these athletes I mentioned, some of the ones that you just mentioned from the NFL and some of these other folks, the fact that they're stepping up and talking about vulnerability, especially since we all, as you said, they're at the pinnacle of, of what we look to yeah. for a successful life. Yeah. And these folks are opening up and saying, hey, sometimes we even feel this way. I mean, you, you might see me on the football field going out and, and being a terror on the football field, but it doesn't mean that I'm not affected by the same things that folks are affected by in everyday life. And then one thing you, you said was very important is that it's a, it is a continuum. As you said, it doesn't have to be a diagnosis like schizophrenia right. or chronic depression or sure. suicidal ideation. You know, it doesn't have to be a, a hard and fast diagnosis. It affects literally every person on the planet, just like just like your physical health. Mental health is a part of your total being. And so even if you don't have a diagnosis, you might be having a hard day. And I think one of the things that the, the, the pandemic taught us is that, hey, this could happen to me too, or to someone I care about. It's not something that's over there. And I think a lot of people started to experience feelings that they haven't experienced before yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah. And I think it opened a lot of eyes to, to to what people go through on a daily basis. The pandemic, of course, was an extreme example of isolation and just things just being off and weird in the, in the world for a couple of years. But reminding people that mental health is health is, is something powerful that came out of that. If that's one silver lining 
to what we've all been through over the last couple of years. It's that we're that we're beginning to talk about it more. Yeah, Steve, I appreciate that piece. You know, you're 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 taking it even to a little bit larger perspective here. When you say, you know, if we if we could take a look at our our medical health, our physical health, well, that's one that's one layer of our health. Another layer is maybe our spiritual health. How, how are we doing in that aspect of our lives? And then you're talking about what if we round it out and kind of have a three legged stool that has our mental health, our mental wellness, and that. So all those things together equal our health, don't they? And so Absolutely. this this emphasis on kind of a wellness overall is such a a, a nice next tier. Look at this. And you talk about people, you know, dealing with these things. If if anything from the pandemic as a takeaway is the appreciation of our mental health and the importance of the importance of relationships, the importance of community, the importance of being able to interact and produce and contribute. All those things related to our mental wellness. You know, we look at some of the stats today, about 33% of all college students experience significant symptoms of depression, anxiety, other mental health conditions, but only about 30% seek help. And when mm -hmm. we talk about college athletes, we know that only about 10% seek help. And with athletes that are at the, you know, like we're talking about the pinnacle, professional athletes, the data shows that up to 35% of these elite athletes suffer from some mental health crisis. Mm -hmm. But that's just normal. Life is hard. You know, yeah. but if we can take the, if we can take these opportunities to come into a program like yours or be motivated with a program like yours, boy, we can really address mental wellness at the front end. I think in a very preventative way, which I think is super. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. I mean, it's catching these problems earlier. I mean, one thing that we're helping with here in Indianapolis is with mental health first aid. If you think about a paramedic or EMT or anyone in the health professions. One of the first things you learn is CPR, right? You learn first right. aid. You learn how to right. save someone's life right. when they are in an immediate physical crisis. Yeah. And so in the last 10 years or so, experts have been asking the question, well, why aren't we doing that in mental health? Right. Catching these disorders and illnesses early. So one group we're partnering with are the physicians associates and physicians assistants across Indiana. The Ursay family and the Colts funded a training in mental health first aid for about 15 physicians, assistants, and associates here in Indiana. And they're going to go out and in turn train other folks in their facilities and their communities so that we're hoping to get overall 2,000 people trained in mental health first aid. You know, again, that seems like a pretty simple thing to do, yeah. but it's not being done in a lot of places. Again, we, you know, we're stepping in and, and helping train some folks. This is something where probably public dollars should be allocated, but there aren't enough of those right now to be allocated to something like this. So we decided to step into that space. And so I think that, that that's a really good example about catching these disorders early. And then, you know, the physicians associates and, and assistants, they're often the first person that someone sees anyway. And right. so, you know, why not arm them with the information and the education to know this person has a disorder or this person might be walking down the road toward a disorder? What can we do to help them now? You know, we get to talk about different levels of intervention, you know, primary prevention, whereas we catch something early. We, we have resources where there's a primary first aid. Not everybody, you know, needs major surgery. Not everybody needs to go into a therapist's office right away. They don't. Mm -hmm. But if we can have these different levels kind of on that continuum idea, again, that you're encouraging us to look at, these are some ways that we can get in there early. We can direct people into the areas of focus that they need. And I'm just so impressed with your guys' commitment. You guys have given over about $4 million in grants, and you committed more than $17 million in expanding mental health treatment, research, awareness. 
that is really noteworthy. I know you guys also work with Mental Health America. You guys also work with the organization Bring Change to Mind, Project Healthy Minds. And you guys are involved with the National Alliance of Mental Illness, NAMI, which is phenomenal. You know, I'd like to find out just as we talk about this and your guys' commitment to this, talk more about what the campaign is raising in terms of awareness and some of the resources like the mental health first aid that you're offering. Yeah, sure. Well, there are two sides to kicking the stigma. One is just about awareness. And that's important because the name of our campaign has stigma in it because that stigma right. is incredibly powerful. It's it's what's preventing whatever percentage of people who aren't going to, to seek treatment. And, and there's research out there that says that that the lion's share of that is because of the stigma. You know, that's you don't, right. don't want to admit weakness, any type of emotional weakness. I mean, it, it may, it's surprising in many ways, but it baffles the mind again sometimes that when you have a physical ailment, you, you immediately yeah. go take care of it. But on on, on emotional, mental, that we that we put those aside. And so the, the first part of it is basically just awareness. We have national PSAs that have run over the last two years, just just saying let's kick the stigma and explaining what stigma is. Right. So that's that's a major part of it. And then the other part is just to raise and distribute funds to those organizations who are on the front lines of this issue every single day. And so we've been able to partner with a lot of great organizations, the American Association of Physicians Associates and Assistants, and working with the group here in Indiana. We actually, the Ursay family uh, donated $3 million to Indiana University. Two of the Ursay daughters are Indiana University alums, and it's kind of right in our backyard. But there was already one of the national experts on stigma in mental health was already down at IU. So we and the the Colts and the Ursay family donated $3 million to create an institute to study stigma, to study the stigma and how to break down the stigma that they will go seek the help and the treatment that they need. And there are organizations kind of all across the board. You know, there's one group, the Gary Sinise Foundation. A lot of people know the actor Gary Sinise and does he does a lot of stuff with veterans. That's one group that that we found in our last two years that are in need of some resources and some help because our veterans, veterans, it's it's very analogous to what we talked about with athletes. People in the military, we expect them to be bigger, stronger, faster, yes. braver than the rest of us. Yes. And so when they experience trauma or when they experience some type of major life event that affects them, and, and let's be honest, if you're in the military, especially if you're in a combat zone, that's going to happen to you. They're caught by that stigma as well because they've had a wonderful military career you know, a uniform full of medals, but it's tough for them to go in and say, I need help. So we worked with the Gary Sinise Foundation on some projects that help veterans. Substance abuse and substance use disorder. I mean, that's obviously a huge issue with the opioid crisis around the country. We've worked with a lot of local groups who specifically focus on addiction services, because again, as we know, addiction and mental health, addiction is a mental health issue. So it's been really exciting, actually. One of the the cool things has been to see what is actually going on out in the community. There are a lot of organizations that are already dedicated to this, but they lack the resources and the attention to make a meaningful impact on the problem. They're doing the best they can, but they just need more resources. And that's that's one of the reasons that that, that the URSA has decided to start this effort and start the Kicking the Stigma Action Grants, because we can give money directly to those organizations who are doing all this important work. We'll be right back after word from our sponsor. Whether you're a longtime or first-time listener to Behavioral Health Today, you're probably familiar with Triad, the company that brings you this podcast. 
But you may not know that Triad also hosts a community for current and aspiring behavioral and mental health professionals, featuring trending content and education and career resources, all for free. If you are a behavioral or mental health professional, or you're studying to become one, join more than 80,000 people on Triad by claiming your free professional account today. Visit us at hellotriad.com bht. That's hellotriad.com bht, and join the Triad community today. Man, I can't think of two better components, being able to raise awareness and being able to fund those programs that are doing it right. You know what I love about what you're saying here again, Steve, is we get to model what health is. And oftentimes, you know, historically, we haven't looked at our overall health, including our mental health. And I think the stigma is a lot around, you know, what we're conditioned and told is toughness and grit and strength. And that's to kind of take all those things and just kind of stuff them away. And yet what I love about the athletes coming out now, and again, these are folks at the pinnacle. These are folks we look up to. These are the folks that are big, strong men, very accomplished women, and not just in sports, but in other areas of life too. But you know, sports is kind of an easy place to see them. Mm-hmm. There are these, these folks coming out and saying, it's not about weakness. It's about learning the strength of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And then when they talk about, you guys have some great videos as well. Some of the players that I mentioned earlier that are basically so open and so candid and so transparent and saying, yeah, life is hard. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a test we can give folks or an assessment. We call it the ACE, you know, adverse childhood experiences that they have. Everybody has something. Everybody has something that affects our overall health. And what you're saying here is you don't have to have some big, you know, you know, what we might say, you know, significant diagnosis to benefit from addressing your mental health. We get to kind of do a little mental health check-in, maybe a little first aid along the way. How am I doing in this area of my life along with my medical health? And so I love the idea of these athletes coming in and modeling so vulnerably with a tremendous amount of strength and character and saying, hey guys, this is what I've dealt with. How are you doing? And what might you want to take a look at in your life? What a great encouragement that they are. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's all about shifting this, you know, the word that everyone uses now is narrative. It's about shifting this, this narrative about mental illness. It's like, again, like you said about the point on weakness, if you sprain your ankle, you know, running a marathon, no one's going to go, Oh, he's weak. She's weak. You know, she, you know, she doesn't have the grit or the fortitude to complete this race. Well, you would never say something like that, you know, because it, it happens and it's a disorder. And that's the same thing with mental illness. It's a disorder. It's something that's often biochemical. Um, and it's a disorder like any other. And as we all know, your mental health can control your physical health. Absolutely. Um, so it's about changing that, that entire narrative. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm going back, you know, 50, 60, 70 years, not that I was around, but, but when you think about how people dealt with mental illness, first of all, you know, we had these mass institutions last century and, and centuries before where you just sent people because you didn't know what to do with them. That's what and it was. It, yeah. And along the way, we realized that mass institutionalization was not the right thing to do. But then you think about in your own family, you know, we had that, you know, that aunt, she stays upstairs and because she's not right. You know, I had people in my family like that, you know, who you tiptoed around because you're like, you know, there's something wrong with her. And so we almost we got, quarantined them, didn't we? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You almost quarantined them. Yeah. And, and that's, and as we, as we know today, that's absolutely the wrong thing to do. And so the the narrative has been built over a very long period of time. So it's not going to be removed overnight, but 
but having these conversations, I mean, that's that that's the most important thing you can do. And again, that the people who are having these conversations are especially important to this cause as well. Really agreed. Talk about Steve, if you would, the uh, success of this campaign and the feedback you're receiving from people that are part of it, receiving services from or motivated by, what are you hearing? So the Ursays have been, you know, the, the Colts have been in Indianapolis now next year for 40 seasons. And the Ursays have given millions of dollars, millions upon millions upon millions of dollars have varied to lots of different efforts over the last 40 years. But they have said, they, 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 each of them has, has, has told me that as long as they've been involved with the Colts and with the NFL, this initiative has had more response, more positive response than anything that they've ever done to date. And that includes on the, we, we won a Super Bowl title, <laughs> you know, in, in 2007. But, but they said that this has resonated with more people than anything that they've ever done before. And I think, I think part of that reason is because, you know, as you pointed out, this affects everyone. You know, whether you've been diagnosed or not, it affects you, it affects a friend, a family member, a coworker who might have a more serious problem. But then again, your own mental wellness is important. So so everyone has a story. That's that's another amazing thing yeah. we found out about this is that when you talk about this, everybody yeah. has a story. Again, a friend, family, coworker, or themselves. Yeah. And so this is one of those issues where you can, by addressing it, you can take care of a lot of other issues. From my days in government, you know, when I worked in Indiana state government in our governor's office, and then I worked in the Indianapolis mayor's office, and I used to call certain things silver bullet issues Mm. that when you address this issue, you end up addressing seven or eight or nine different societal issues as well. And I think mental health is really one of those issues because, you know, talk to any law enforcement person. You know, any person in law enforcement, they will tell you that the majority of the people who they come in contact with have some sort of mental health disorder. That's right. right. Uh, And that's that's a crazy thing to think about, you know, because we're filling up jails, whether long term or overnight or for whatever period of time with people who just need help. So there's that aspect of it. I mean, if you just just a note around that, too, about 68 percent of people presenting to their primary care physician come in really with a mental health issue, not about a physical issue. So what you're saying is that the the, the mental health piece infiltrates every aspect of our lives, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and, and we've kind of, I, I was about to say we for, we've forgotten. I think we're discovering that more and more because again, a hundred years ago, we didn't know that, that the mind affects the body as much as it does. I mean, we certainly know that now. And so that's why it's so important to keep pushing forward with this and, and letting just ordinary people, you know, again, someone might come to a game and say, well, I feel okay. I'm doing okay in my life. I mean, life is tough and I've had some ups and downs, but I'm doing all right. But, you know, again, mental health is, is health. It's part of your health. And, and we want people to, to recognize that in themselves and in others. With your involvement in this program and the success you're describing right now, is there kind of a hallmark story of kind of one case that kind of stands out to you personally that you heard about that's kind of you you hang on to and you're proud of? I wouldn't say there's one story in particular, but the same story that's been told kind of over and over again. What okay. one of the things that 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 has made us it, it kind of makes you sad in one way, but it, it also makes you realize that you're having an effect is that once they start our PSAs, we had we had people calling our front desk. You know, the Indianapolis Colts and saying, you know, my son or my daughter or my husband needs help. Where should they go? 
And, and again, we, we never claim to be experts on this. You know, our primary job is to run a football team, you know, and, and win football games and provide enjoyment and entertainment that way. So most people, you know, walk in thinking that, that, that they're doing okay. But again, we want to just make sure that everyone understands that this is a part of everyone's everyday life and has a great effect on all of us. That's really good. As you look down the future, in terms of continuing to promote the way you guys are doing and mental health and wellness, what's your hope uh, for the future in using the NFL and professional athletes as well as a platform for this message? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think you, you, you use the correct word, platform. I used to tell people all the time, you know, before I started working for the Colts, I, I always said, you know, I, I don't know why sports is so important to, to the world. Yeah. But it's not just America. It's all around the world. So I don't know why sports is so important, but it is. I like, you, you know, you turn on the evening news, it's right. news, weather, sports. You know, <laughs> right, I, exactly. you know I, I don't know how sports achieved such a prominent place in our culture, but it's there. And particularly in the NFL, which is, you know, in our opinion, the, the, the biggest and best league in the world, we have a platform to talk about a lot of different issues. You know, the NFL, every year we have a game that's called Intercept Cancer. And every team around the league has a game where they focus on the battle against cancer. We have a salute to service game where we honor our military veterans and military families way. and active service men, men and women. Yeah. We have Inspire Change, which is a league-wide initiative on social justice and making sure that people are afforded equity and opportunity and reminding people about that. And so we we, we see mental health just as important as, as all of those issues as well. And we have the platform because we have eyes on our product. And going back to that mission statement that I talked yes. about earlier, the first thing in our statement is to entertain, obviously, because we're in sports and entertainment, but to inspire and unite. It goes back to that point that, that we're also here to do that because that's something that sports can do that a lot of other things don't, don't have the ability to do. It brings people together to focus on the game and having fun, of course, and rooting for your home team, but also to, to remind them that, hey, there are bigger issues out there in life. And if we can help, we, we're going to. It's really good. You guys are doing some right things, Steve. Hey, in terms of upcoming events and the continued use of your platform, I understand you have a game coming up that's focused on kicking the stigma. Tell us a little bit about that. The Colts are the first NFL team to have a game specifically dedicated toward mental health awareness. And so on November 28th, we welcome the Pittsburgh Steelers to Indianapolis for Monday Night Football. And we're using that game to, to highlight nice. mental health awareness and kicking the stigma. So one of the uh, things that we, we are fond of doing for things like this is for pregame warmups when the players are out warming up before the game, they'll all be wearing kicking the stigma t-shirts again, you know, because there are a lot of eyes on them, even exactly. when they're working out, working out and warming up before the game. And so having them all, in, you know, unified in this t-shirt is a great message to send that they're all standing with us and standing behind us. We also have various messages throughout the game that people will hear about mental health and about kicking the stigma. Essentially, we want to use this as a platform. We have 60,000 of our closest friends joining us. And so in between first downs and touchdowns and fumbles and things like that, we're hoping to just touch people a little bit with this information. Going to a football game might be the last place you expect to see something that's like right. this, but but that's that makes it even more powerful that more and more people are talking about it. And so, yeah, we, we look forward to it. It's, it's Monday night, November 28th against the Steelers, and we're looking forward to a great game and then also a great day of uh, highlighting kicking the stigma. 
with a great message. That's fantastic. Hey, where can we learn more about kicking the stigma and what you guys are doing in the Colts organization as a whole? Yeah, we have a great page up on our website. It's colts.com slash KTS, standing for Kicking the Stigma. And we have a lot of content up there from a lot of folks who have contributed to our effort. We've had some really fun people who have contributed some videos for us. You know, obviously we had Peyton Manning and Tony Dungy since they're both, you know, famous Colts. But we also had some folks who contributed to this effort, you know, Snoop Dogg of all people. That's awesome. Cut a video for us talking about mental health. Rob Lowe, who happens to be a... Yeah. A Colts fan cut a video for us. We had videos with Dr. Condoleezza Rice and Aaron Andrews, Jane Pauley, who, you know, Jane Pauley, who's from Indianapolis and has been open about her diagnosis of being bipolar. And she's been very, very open about that. And so we've, we've had conversations with them. Mike Epps, you know, actor, comedian, he's also from Indianapolis, has donated his time and his energy to this, to this effort. And so we, we, we've had a lot of great content up on our website. And then we also have resources because, again, we, we're not experts and we don't claim to be experts, but we want to get people to the right place. So when they do call our front office and say, where do I go to, to, to get help? We can send them to several organizations here locally or wherever they are in the country to, to get help. And then we have a lot of information up there about just a lot of the, the, the organizations that we partner with because they are doing great work. I mean, we, we, we want to empower the organizations that already have great models out there to continue doing their great work. Yeah, you guys have a very, very helpful webpage. It's really nicely laid out, easy to go through. I look through a number of things on there and it's very entertaining, but most importantly, it's informative. It right-sizes mental wellness and mental health. And I think you guys are doing just a really great job. Well, Steve, it's been great to have you on the show today. So nice to be with you. And thanks for sharing us what you guys are doing with kicking the stigma. Well, thanks for having us. I mean, again, this is an important issue. Thank you for your for your your program and your podcast, because again, the more voices that we have uh, telling people that it's okay to not be okay, the better we'll all end up. In the I end. appreciate that. And I would agree with you fully. I also want to thank you, our listeners, for joining Steve and me today. It's always great to have you with us. I want to plug once more that the Indianapolis Colts will be hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers, where they're going to be promoting the Kicking the Stigma campaign, as Steve shared with us today. So we encourage you to tune in to the Monday Night Football game being broadcast on November 28th. You can also find this episode and its resources and all of our other podcasts found on our webpage at triadhq.com bht. So go check out our webpage, triadhq.com slash BHT and explore our archive of podcasts and resource materials. Thanks again for being with us on the show. And we'll look forward to having you back with us next time on Behavior Health Today. We appreciate all the support from our community. And if you like our show, one of the best ways you can support it is by giving us a five-star rating and leaving a review. Behavioral Health Today is a podcast part of the Tribe Network, all rights reserved.